Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to episode 15 of 20 and 20, the Rapid Fire Review Show from the New Experimental Hours Podcast Network. My name is Pat. I am your host this week, and I was your host last week, and if all goes according to plan, I'll be your host next week and the week after that. I want to thank you for being here. Today is Thursday, January 28th, 2021. It is 1.23 in the afternoon. Beautiful day. I am broadcasting from my basement in Chicago. We got a lot of snow this week. It's going to affect what we talk about. This is going to be a snow-heavy episode of 20 and 20. I'm not going to beat around the bush on this, okay? That's just how it is. I'm being honest and I'm being straightforward with you. If you have not joined us before, welcome. Thank you for being here. 20 and 20 is a rapid rev- uh, f- fire review podcast. I do review 20 things in 20 minutes with the help of a stopwatch. I'm going to review those markers that you would get in junior high, you know, those with the uh, Mr. Sketch markers that smelled like you had the black licorice one no one liked, you had the blueberry one. I'm going to tell you whether those were trash or great. Uh, I'm going to review scratch and sniff stickers. I am going to review um, the the tri-paneled poster boards that you can use to make a presentation. I'm just looking around the room, honestly. Pretty pretty blank slate here at the uh, New Experimental Hours headquarters. But uh, that doesn't mean I haven't got a list of, of things ready to talk about. I'm going to get my stopwatch out. And without further ado, let's hit go. All right, first up, I want to talk about the new phase in vaccine distribution in the state of Illinois, uh, specifically in Chicago. Uh, we are hitting uh, phase 1B which invites all teachers, um, various frontline workers, and most importantly, perhaps adults over 65 to get vaccinated against COVID-19. That's huge. There is skepticism out there. People are nervous that COVID-19 vaccine is not going to defend against various strains that are coming. It's not going to produce herd immunity quick enough. Um, I think the messaging needs to be that this is the vaccine that could keep you alive. You need to appeal to people's self-interest. People want to live, okay? Most people do. I do. And and, uh, one way to live now would be to get the dang vaccine. So if you got a hesitant neighbor, if you got a hesitant friend or relative, um, you know, come at it from a sensible place. Come at it uh, from a place that appeals to their self-interest and just try to get that needle in the arm, okay? Uh, you might keep your friend or relative around for a lot longer. This is no joke. COVID-19 is the real deal. We all know that. Um, and now that the vaccine is here, it's time to uh, run with it. Okay? At the beginning of COVID, no one knew what the hell to do. We were making sourdough bread for some reason. People were like cleaning their houses. Uh, a lot of people were watching a show called Tiger King, which came out on Netflix at the, in the spring. I, of course, missed it. I have a life. No, I'm just kidding. That's not fair. Uh, I was watching other things and I didn't I didn't see the point. You know, I just had too much going on. I finally started watching Tiger King and yo, the hype is real. The show is super entertaining. What a cast of characters. Special shout out to the fits that the characters in Tiger King wear. I'm talking that one dude with the ponytail looks like an absolute schmo. 
But the way that man layers vests upon safari shirts, upon jackets, wow. Style God, okay? Can't wait to see where it goes. I'm three episodes deep. The soundtrack to a lot of my writing this week, I am working on a writing project to be continued. And I've been listening to a Chilean band called Folaxoid. F-O-L-L-A-K-Z-O-I-D. Folaxoid. Folaxoid, apologies if I'm mispronouncing that, comes from Chile, like I said, and and they are put out by um, Sacred Bones Records. You know them for putting out records by Zola Jesus, The Man Will Folaxoid is a worthy um, addition to their roster. They've been putting out records for them for like 10 years. They play like kraut rock, cosmic space rock, stuff with that motoric tempo. You know, over and over for 10 minutes, jammy, real spacey, real vibey. Probably good if you do drugs. I do not do drugs. I'm not a drug guy. I'm really more of a booze guy and a sitting at home drinking tea kind of guy. But uh, that's just the appeal of Flaxoid. If it doesn't matter who you are, you can get into this. It's weird, it's funky, it's vibey, and it's great. Check them out. I love their first, uh, the record one. It's from 2019. Okay, continuing on, you don't have to listen to that record on vinyl or CD or cassette. You could probably just listen to it uh, using a USB cable. But this is what I want to say about USB cables. Why are there so many USB cables out there in the world? I think, and I think about this for a lot of things, I think we need to put a moratorium. We need to stop producing USB cables for a year. I want us to use our USB cables. I've got a drawer full of these dumb things. My phone doesn't get charged with them because I got an iPhone, so what am I using it for? I'm charging my Bluetooth, some of the kids' toys, my e-reader, and that's about it. I want to, like, Pete chewed through one the other day, and I was like, awesome. Now I can throw one away and use another one. I feel guilty about it, but... That's just how it goes. If you need a USB cord, come to me. I'm going to be happy to give you one. Otherwise, stop putting them in every little box. You know, people have these things. They got them already. You don't need to keep making them. What you do need to keep making is a product called Dave's Killer Bread. Shout out to Dave's Killer Bread. There are so many options in the bread aisle. You go up and down the bread aisle. You look at this stuff. You got white bread, rye bread, wheat bread, cinnamon raisin bread. Do I need to go on? There's a lot of types of bread. Dave's makes... Basically one of each. They make a killer wheat bread. They make sprouted breads for the sprouted bread heads. They make delicious um, 21 grain thin sliced bread. That's my go-to. You can get a pack at Costco, a two pack for like eight bucks. That's a great value. I put one in the freezer. I put one in the fridge. It makes it so that the bread does not go bad. It does not go moldy. That very rarely happens to me, even though I buy a lot of bread. And uh, it's just the best bread in the biz. Another fun thing about Dave's Killer Bread is that they employ... Uh, people who are formerly incarcerated, give them another chance at um, uh, getting a job and working and earning a wage. So um, shout out to them, you know, making great bread and uh, doing it in an interesting way, progressive way. I like that. I keep my day's killer bread in my pantry. Pat, when did you get a pantry? That is a terrific question, dear listener. Here's when I got a pantry. My wife, Kathy Walner. Do you know Kathy? You should. She rocks. She put in a pantry last weekend. Are you kidding me? How'd she do that? Well, with the help of a coworker, they got down to it. They measured the dimensions of this coat closet we had in the hallway, and it was not being used efficiently. Coats are bulky, and you don't need that many out at once. We put the coats in the basement. She got the wood from Lowe's. She cut it down to size. She put in the brackets along the edge of the wall, and she made a freaking pantry for us. Now we have room for food. 
for boxed goods, for dry goods, Fruit Loops, Fruit Snags, um, Fruit by the Foot, okay? Pantries, get one. Also, what I put on my pantry is at any given time, I got two to three enormous jars of Skippy Natural Peanut Butter. Natural peanut butter is peanut butter without preservatives, without that crap that they put in the usual kind. And like, I'm not too much in, you know, I, I don't fancy myself a guy who needs all organic this, no preservatives, all raw food. Like I'm not, I'm not a real like crunchy kind of dude, but I will pay an extra buck or whatever to get the natural kind. I like Skippy and Jif's ones because they taste really good, but you don't need to stir them. When you get those like glass jar ones at like the health food store and they've got like an inch of oil on the top, who wants to stir that? You got the butter knife, you're going counterclockwise, clockwise, you're trying to mix it all up. The oil's spilling over the sides, it's landing on the counter, and then you gotta take a, a cloth and then you got oil all over your towels. It's like a huge mess. It's a freaking nightmare. And I like Skippy Natural for that reason. No stir, okay, that's big for me. Also big for my family, reading to our kids. That's something that we do. That's a, a recurring theme here on 20 for 20. Um, we like to read children's books. And you should. If you have young kids, you read to them a lot. Give them that taste for reading. The book that we're really into this week is called The Forest by Claire A. Nivola. The forest tells of like a mouse or a shrew or mole or some sort of rodent who lives in like an Italian mountainside town for some reason, and he decides, you know what? I've had enough of my Italian mountainside town. This shrew has got to get up out of here and has got to go see the forest. The forest is around the outside of the town. He goes in there, and he has some really vibey experiences. He's out there. He's getting metaphysical, spiritual. He's looking up at the trees. He's thinking about life. It kind of reads like a, a song by the microphones or Mount Erie, if you know those artists. Um, so check out The Forest by Claire A. Nivola. Great illustrations, too. I love that book. When I'm reading, uh, when I'm not reading kids' books, I'm reading adult books. I like a good adult book. Um, doesn't have to have sex or violence, but you know, adult themes, heartbreak, tension. One of my favorite authors is Jerzy Kozinski. Jerzy Kozinski. He was a major, major author at the uh, middle of the 20th century. He's Polish. Okay, <laughs> you know, you know, we like the Poles here on 20 and 20 and uh, emigrated to the United States from Poland and uh, started writing almost immediately, World War II survivor, Jewish man. Uh, his biography is Bananas. Read his biographical section on Wikipedia. He was charged with plagiarism a bunch toward the end of his career. Whatever, I could care less about that stuff. It's interesting, but it doesn't inform the fiction all that much to me. The books are about um, unlikable characters. It's about brutality. It's about uh, uncanniness, ir irony. It's about... Um, people being bad to each other, but like in, they're also wildly page flipping, entertaining kind of novels. So if you, if you uh, like Kurt Vonnegut, if you like um, like Catch Twenty Two stuff like that, um, just like a little bit grosser, Jersey Kozinski might be your author. Man, I really sold that guy. Let's go uh, underrated, overrated, properly rated. One of my most popular segments. Today we are going to be talking about methods of snow removal. Uh, we're going to be talking about plows, snow blowers, and shovels. Okay, for starters, underrated is the glorious plow. I feel like plows kind of get taken for granted. 
Plows are dope. They get the streets all cleared off. They take care of parking lots. Without them, where would we be? Maybe that goes without saying, but have you ever really like gone up to a plow driver and said, thank you, man. Thank you so much. I haven't. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, overrated. Definitely a snowblower. Snowblowers are loud. They, they're kind of hard to start after the winter. It's like, you know, the first time in the winter, you got to get that combination of gas and oil. They do smell nice, and they're pretty efficient once you get them going, but overrated. And properly rated shovels. I've been talking with a lot of friends lately who are shoveling freaks like me who like to get out there with the shovel and do some shoveling. It's good exercise. It is a service to your neighbors, service to yourself, keeps people from slipping, and it's a, a law in the city of Chicago. My friend John recently told me it is city ordinance that your landlord take care of uh, shoveling or plowing or snow blowing your sidewalks when it snows. Get on them, okay? Get on her if you got a, uh, you know, got a landlord who's a lady, lady landlords. What are you going to wear when you're out there shoveling? It's a big question. You're getting too hot out there. What are you going to put on to make sure you don't overheat but stay warm enough in the blustery cold? Here's what you do. You put on a t-shirt. You tuck that t-shirt into a pair of crummy jeans, okay? You don't want the wind going up under your skin. You want to hit the t-shirt and stop right there. You got the t-shirt tucked in. That's a huge move. That's a dad move, and I'm a dad, so I can do this. Uh, you're going to put on a hoodie after that. You're going to put on a very light winter jacket like a thermoball from North Face or like an e um, what's that thing called? Nano Puff from Patagonia. We've talked about that in the past. Mine is from Mountain Hardware. It's their Alpine jacket. I love it. You put that on. That's going to keep you warm but also mobile. Okay, You can move around. And then you're going to put on heavy boots with wool socks. Waterproof. That goes without saying. Don't be out there shoveling in sneakers, you nuts. You do not need to wear a winter hat, though. Gloves, yes. Winter hat, no. Put on a ball cap made of wool. This is the fit. Trust me, I wore it this week, and it got the job done. I want to give a shout-out to Burger King. Burger King is a uh, global food chain. They uh, sell burgers. They're the kings of it. And, you know, I, I'm not... This is a meat-free podcast, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm not going to talk about how much I love their chicken tenders or anything like that. It's crap. But I do want to say they recently redesigned their logo. They gave it a vintage look. They harkened back to the logo that they used through the late 20th centuries. It's very, very good. Take a look. Uh, they got rid of some of the primary color nonsense, and it's got that goldish, orangish, brownish, retro 70s vibe. Really awesome. Also, shout out to Burger King for stocking the Impossible Whopper. I mean, vegetarians know. Every so often you get that taste for junk food, for fast food, and there's not many options, okay? And though corny though may it be to go to a place like Burger King, every so often you got to do it, especially if you're on the road. And the fact that Burger King stocks an Impossible Whopper is just dope. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm going to give a shout out to them. also want to give a shout out to um, Vinyl Records. I love Vinyl Records. I've been collecting for more than half my life at this point. Love listening to them, love looking at them, love buying them at the record store. And I'm going to tell you how to get started building a vinyl collection. You could start with as few as five LPs. Here are the LPs you need. Uh, this is going to make give you an early, well-rounded vinyl collection. First, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. Sounds great. Great songs. Everyone knows them. Um, trading off between female and male singers. I mean, it's, it's the whole thing. It's, it's a terrific LP. You're also going to want Prince's Purple Rain for obvious reasons. A funk masterpiece, pop music masterpiece. Great sounding record as well. And if you don't have a Prince record, you're dope. 
Miles Davis is kind of blue is the opposite. This is your chill down record. This is for hanging out at night, sipping whiskey. You're also going to need Nas's Illmatic. Same kind of vibe, but you're going to need some hip hop in your collection. And what better place to start than Illmatic? Finally, you need a lady country artist. And I think you should pick up Bonnie Raitt's Luck of the Draw, which is a record I reviewed for New Experimental Hours a couple months ago. And I keep returning to it. And I think it's really great. It sounds awesome. So put that in your record collection. You've got five excellent LPs to get you started. Another thing adults do when they're not listening to records, or perhaps when they are, they can multitask. They can do an adult coloring book. I meant to talk about this last week. I forgot to. That's why last week was 19 and 20. I do apologize. This week is 20 and 20, and I am talking about adult coloring books. They are soothing. They're relaxing. I know that's the point of them. I know like at this point, the expiration date has passed. People are pretty much over these adult coloring books. Well, I never got started in the first place, so I'm enjoying it. Me and my daughter sit down. She tells me what colors to do. I kind of meticulously color in. I've done two in the last month. They take forever, and you do feel a little bit of an accomplishment at the end. So I do enjoy it, and I'm going to keep going at it for as long as it's helpful. Another helpful thing to have around the house is a toolbox. Everyone knows you need a toolbox. Once you become an adult, if, you're, if you don't have a, a hammer, some screwdrivers, a pair of pliers, you know, what are you even doing, okay? You can only borrow this stuff so much. But here's the most important thing. You need a good toolbox, okay? The box itself. And lately, everyone at the, the Home Depot or the Lowe's is going to try to get you to buy a cloth, canvas, soft toolbox. Do not give in. Don't buy that. Get a solid steel, one of those big-ass rectangle boxes, just like your dad had when you were growing up, just like your uncle or whatever. Um, here's why. It's just cooler. It looks cooler. It's hardy, bang it around. And if you're doing something that requires a little bit of a lift, you can't stand on a cloth toolbox. You can stand on a metal toolbox. It's like a step stool. Uh, I love mine. It's black metal, just like the genre. Okay, moving on. I also got to recommend getting multiple pairs of scissors for your house. <laughs> Not one, but several. When we lived in Juneau, Alaska, me and my wife and kids had one pair of scissors, and we lived like this for almost three years. And it worked out okay, but every so often that scissor would get lost. Where did it go? Oh my gosh, we're looking all over the house just so we can clip something and start dinner, you know? Um, not anymore. I bought a three-pack at Costco. It was like 10 bucks or something for really good Fiskars scissors. They might even be made with titanium blades. I'm going to have to look into that and report back. But having three is great. You keep one in your bedroom, one in the kitchen, and one sort of float pair. It could be in the basement. It could be in the garage. Whatever the case, you need multiple pairs of scissors. If I had 10 pairs of scissors in my house, I wouldn't even hate it. I'd be like, oh, you know, we got a lot of scissors in the house, but I use them all pretty much. So what? You know, what's the problem? Okay? Scissors. I also am always thinking about this lyric from the Bob Dylan song, Idiot Wind. Idiot Wind came out on 1975's Blood on the Tracks. It's an eviscerating, very mean song, very catchy song. Great vibe, great groove. Um, I love it, and it has a lyric in it that I think is masterful. And I spoke about Bob Dylan winning the Nobel Prize, and this is kind of what I mean. The lyric is, Idiot Wind blowing like a circle around my skull from the Grand Coulee Dam to the Capitol. Okay, so you're going to have to Google some stuff if you don't know much about dam history in the United States. The Grand Coulee Dam is a dam that was uh, made in Washington State. 
So the Grand Coulee Dam, Washington State, to the Capitol, meaning the Capitol building in the uh, capital of Washington, D.C., he's talking about an idiot wind blowing across the entirety of the United States, okay? Meaning that the American people are dumbasses, and he's right. And it, he includes himself. It's, it's an idiot wind blowing like a circle around his skull, okay? He's saying, nobody is spared, and that includes me. Bob Dylan is a genius, okay? Listen to that song. I know you'll like it. I also love Elton John. Okay, you know, this podcast is about um, speaking for the underrepresented. Why does nobody ever talk about Bob Dylan? Why does no one ever talk about Elton John? Well, God damn it, I'm going to talk about them. Elton John is a great singer, a great piano player, uh, interesting lyricist, but he doesn't write his songs all the time. He has this help from this guy named Bernie Taupin, and they did a song in 1984 called Sad Songs Say So Much. It's one of my favorite songs by Elton John. The lyrics are absolutely terrific. The melody is very stunning, very memorable. I feel like people don't really think of it as a top-tier Elton John song, but I do. And maybe it's because the production is super 80s, like gated drums, really like clangy piano in a way that's like not all that like classic sounding, like it sounds dated. But the song is freaking dope. It's so good. Sad song. Come on. Oh, I love it. Probably not even going to speak for a minute on this next subject. Uh, Words with Friends. I started playing this uh, game on my phone a couple weeks ago. Picked it up on a whim. I know my friend Diego plays it for and has played it for many years. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to see what this is all about. I like Scrabble. I'm kind of bored right now. And I picked it up and I started playing it. Realized I'm pretty good. I have not beaten him yet, but I'm going to. You hear that? And uh, yeah, I just... It's been fun to, to kind of like develop strategies, learn words that work here and there, kind of de develop an interior dictionary about words that you never even heard of, but that are actual words that could work in this game. I don't know. Just kind of fun, interesting way to spend the time. If you want to play me, I'm on there. Uh, just get in touch somehow and we'll arrange it. Finally, I want to read a short list of movies I haven't seen. This is the last, number 20 for today. It's the first time I've ever done this. Here are some movies I have not seen. Maybe you could uh, let me know which ones I should see immediately. Okay, here's the list. And this, uh, I, I, it's not that I've seen every other movie in the world. This is just a, a short list. Okay. Parasite. Haven't seen Seven Samurai. Haven't seen The Princess Bride. Bridge Over the River Kwai. The Deer Hunter. I have not seen Wally. -E. I have not seen Young Frankenstein. Rest in peace, Cloris Leachman. Never seen Gone with the Wind. Haven't seen Uncut Gems. Nightmare on Elm Street. I have not seen that movie. What about Avengers? What about Avengers Endgame? What about uh, Avengers 3? Haven't seen any of them. Not sure who's in that movie. Captain America? Oh, who knows? Finally, haven't seen Transformers. Have not seen Transformers. Haven't seen a lot of movies in my life, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop trying. By the end of this existence, I will have seen every movie. It's going to be a pretty cool achievement when it happens. And uh, until then... I'm recording more 20 and 20s for you. This was episode 15. I want to thank you for joining me today. It's 1.45 in the afternoon. Still plenty of time left to get out there and enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the cold. Uh, put down some salt. It's getting slippery out there. And I just want to remind you to talk to your relatives, talk to your parents, talk to your friends, family, coworkers, whoever it may be. Tell them about the vaccine. Tell them about why they should get the vaccine. Don't just talk about herd immunity. Don't just talk about variants. Don't just talk about how hard it might be to schedule. Empower them. Tell them, yes, this could save your life. Maybe it will. You never know. 
Thank you for dropping by, guys. I love you, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.